Your Shelf or Mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Welcome to episode two. Two. <laughs> I was going to say. So confusing. 1.5. <laughs> or the this other is... one was 0.5 and then this would be one. Yeah. <laughs> just like a welcome episode and this is our first full real episode. Nice. So. So I'm Becky Standall. I'm the youth services specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge. I'm the adult services librarian at the Longview Public Library. Yay. <laughs> So, Becky, what are we doing today? We are going to be talking about our fall lineup of events coming up. Then we're going to be talking about what media we've been consuming. All right. And then we're going to talk about our um, Longview Public Library Reading Challenge. Excellent. Sounds like a plan. Great. So, um, as far as current activities are concerned, what do you guys have going on downstairs? So, downstairs in the Youth Services Department, we have just started this week our fall season of programs. That includes story times, which began yesterday. Um, Baby story time, or mother goose time, we also call it, is Wednesday mornings, 1030. And then we had a preschool story time this morning chickens was our theme yeah they did these cute like paper plate chickens and the kids were really excited to be back at story time right i think the parents were too <laughs> i think so <laughs> and then tomorrow morning we have toddler time at ten thirty-two, and we're doing just a general poultry theme for that so in, in addition to to chickens we'll be covering ducks and geese <laughs> um our teen tuesday events started this week so that, those are Tuesday nights, uh, 6 to 7.30. And this week, week we made faux stained glass, which was really fun. Next week, we're making tin can lanterns. Ki- our kids clubs started. So our creative club was yesterday, and Jennifer um, did that. They did watercolor resist, and they made, like, spider webs. It was really... Yeah, I saw that posted on Instagram. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. They turned out really nice. Mm-hmm. Our Harry Potter Alliance, which is for middle and high schoolers, um, starts up again on Saturday. And that is a club for kids who love Harry Potter, who want to use um, Harry Potter as kind of an inspiration to build a better community. In Longview, we're going to be really focusing on planning a big event at the library for the whole community in December. We're throwing a Yule Ball on December 11th. So that's what we have going on. I might have missed something Next Wednesday is the first kids book club of the season, and that's my jam. We are reading, well, that was awkward by Rachel Vale. How appropriate. It's a really <laughs> cute book. I love it. So that's what we have down downstairs. What are you you have? Um so I'll I'll kinda of, I'll kind of segue. Mm. <laughs> so for one of Becky's teen nights, we have movie night. And so those are The first Tuesday of every month, we have a movie night, and the first movie is October 2nd from 6 to 8 p.m., and it is Solo. A Star Wars story. But you can come with others. (laughs) 
And we always have free popcorn at those movie nights. Excellent popcorn. And those are, it's open for all ages to come. So that'll be the kickoff for our October events. We do have quite a bit planned as far as activities at the library for upstairs. Um, one of the big things, two big things, I guess, um, are um, the WorkSource hiring event is coming up. We have one in September, but we also have another one on the 25th of October. So that will be open for anyone who's looking for work. Um, just come to the library and, and talk to some employers who are ready to hire. So how often are you doing those? We're doing them monthly now. So we have this plan for September 27th, and then the next one is October 25th. Cool. Yeah, and um, we also have our Friday, first and third Fridays of the month job uh, classes where WorkSource will come in and teach you how to look for jobs online as well as help you make a resume so that you're ready to go grab one of those jobs that's open. We also have culture cards coming up. So if you don't know about culture cards, now's the time to learn. Your adult um, library card for Longview, you are eligible to check out a pair of tickets to a local play or concert. And it's through partnerships with all of our cultural venues. So the Columbia Theater, Longview Stageworks Northwest, and um, the Longview Kelso area concert. And then also uh, Center Stage over at LCC. If you are interested in checking out a pair of tickets you're eligible once per year to check out a pair of tickets for free to one of their events um, you just need to watch the web page watch the calendar to find out when they're available that's a they're really hot items too so if you are really jones to see a specific show um you should you should call the day that they come out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know be at the reference desk at 10 a.m to get your tickets or yeah. call at 10 a.m to get your tickets because they go fast and then we have some computer education. We've got uh, Carl, our reference librarian, teaching an internet searching class on the 1st of October. So everyone's invited to participate in that. You do need to call to register and you can call 360-442-5300 to get yourself signed up. So the goal is to show you um, how to differentiate between garbage news and real news or real information. Yeah. So it's going to be very informative and very useful for people who are interested. You know, there's tons more going on at the library at any given time, so feel free to come by. Yeah, or check out our website, longviewlibrary.org. We have a calendar of events up there, and you can also subscribe to our monthly email newsletter Mm -hmm. called Dialogue. Right, yeah. As soon as you subscribe, you'll get it into your email inbox monthly, and you'll have a very good reference tool for everything we have going on that month. So what about in the community? Is anything happening? So school has come back into session. Yay! I was at the grocery store last week, and like all around me were families with kids just like chattering about how excited they were <laughs> to be back in school. That's all. <laughs> yeah, so that is awesome. Yeah. And as far as the community is concerned, that was a pretty big one. Yeah. yeah that was taking a lot of community energy to... To, to see the teachers through that and get the kids back in school. Um, I do know that uh, some programming and, and things are changing because of calendar changes, because of added school days. So Yeah, the um, school district board approved the updates for the school year calendar. So we've been working on that with just our stuff at the library. Right. In my personal life. Ooh, let's hear about that. <laughs> and then I didn't really do anything in Longview recently, but I did see two concerts. Oh, that's um, right. I remember. This weekend. It was like my concert weekend of the year. I had a musical (laughs) theater weekend earlier this year. 
Um, so I went to McMinniman's Edgefield out in Troutdale and saw Leon Bridges last Saturday, and he's amazing. He sounds so good, and the band was, um, it's just, <laughs> it's really good. His music's very vibey. It was fun. And then on Sunday, I saw Alanis Morissette at a and That's so funny, because when I was in college, it was all about Alanis. My whole life has been <laughs> all about Alanis. That's She's just funny. like the voice of my life. So that was the third time I've seen her. And wow. she played an acoustic set. So it was just her and two guitars. And there was like three or maybe four songs where it was essentially like a sing-along. And when she sang Head Over Feet, the whole audience sang along. You could hardly hear her. Oh, funny. And they got way ahead of like she does. <laughs> her acoustic version is slower than the original. Uh-huh. But it was... So they left her behind. Well, she kept being like, you know, making hand motions for everyone. <laughs> Slow it down. <laughs> Work with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so this weekend, I actually worked. I went to the um, oh, Cowlitz right. Tribe Walk for Health and that was pretty fantastic. A bunch of people showed up to do the walk and we had the opportunity to meet a lot of people in the community that we might not be able to see on a regular basis. So that was fun for us. We made contacts for library cards and Jacob actually helped kids make tons of bookmarks. That was that was really nice. On Sunday, do we want to talk about my Pokemon obsession? Sure. that's what I did on Sunday. Um, you can talk about Pokemon, and I'll talk about my fantasy football team. <laughs> there you go. So on Sunday, <laughs> I was desperate to get a Zapdos, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a raid. And I don't know what that you is. Know, <laughs> I did three Zapdos raids and what caught is a nothing. Zapdos? It's a bird. Come on. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's a specific Pokemon. <laughs> it is. Not it a is. kind of raid. No, it's, it was a legendary so that's big, right? Uh, sure. It's legendary. <laughs> anyway, so my whole day was dedicated to uh, grocery shopping and um, finding Zapdos raids. And I went to three um, different raids and um, beat the Zapdos all three times. And all three times he escaped the Pokeball. So, so he's still out there in Longview somewhere. He's at large. <laughs> So that was my Sunday. (laughs) Pretty bad. (laughs) Um, Do you want to talk about um, any books that you've been reading? Well, we can talk about books that I'm reading currently. Um, And then, yes, uh, I'm kind of in a nonfiction phase. Okay. And it's all about leadership. Oh, right. You're reading like work stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I guess for us, all reading is work stuff. (laughs) Could be worse, right? <laughs> so um, I'll tell you what I'm reading, and then you can tell me what you're reading. Okay. All right. So right now I've got two books going, and I'm tempted to add a third, but I'm waiting to see how these two work. Um, the first one is uh, Lincoln on Leadership. Which is that Abraham Lincoln? It's Abraham, the man. <laughs> Now, and this is actually a book that was recommended by a um, presenter that we had not long ago. Um, we were lucky enough to get a Department of Commerce grant and able to oh, buy mm-hmm. this book for all of the participants in this program. I got one of them, and I have been reading it, trying to absorb how I can kind of implement some of those leadership skills in my own daily life. Be more like Abe. <laughs> So that's one of them. The other one is called Radical Candor. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of that, but I might have only have heard of it from you. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So this book is all about how to be Just... di- direct and open in your leadership skills without being a jerk. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, there are times when you are direct, but you're not nice, which is not helpful, Mm -hmm. right? But you can always be direct and nice, and that's helpful. So far, I am enjoying both of them, but I like those kinds of books. How about you? So I've been reading, I actually just read two grown-up books, Mm -hmm. which this year... 2018, mm-hmm. I have been me- reading more books written for grown-ups, published for grown-ups, than I normally right, do. Right, it's not your area. Right. Um, I read a lot of kids' YA. books and teen <laughs> books. <laughs> but I read uh, Visible Empire. The whole time I was like, oh, I feel this like author's name is so familiar. Um, but it turned out I uh, read something by her before, like a long time ago. What was it called? The one I just read is called Visible Empire. Visible Empire. And it was pretty interesting. It went a different way than I expected it to. So it takes place in Atlanta in 1962. And it deals with the um, fallout of this real life situation where a bunch of kind of upper crusty white Atlantans who um, were like art patrons and also involved in like society stuff there in Atlanta. They all went to Paris for like an art trip. And when they're on a chartered airplane and when the plane took off to come back to Atlanta it crashed there at the airport and all of those people died it was like 121 people or something like that and I thought going in that the book was going to be talking more about Atlanta and kind of like the broader implications of this they implied that a lot of these people were very clan affiliated stuff going on kind of at the peak of the civil rights movement there Mm -hmm. But instead, it really just focused on a handful of people who are all touched by this tragedy. So um, this married couple who become estranged right at the very beginning of the book, the husband's mistress died in that plane crash, and then his wife's parents and stuff happens to them, and it gets kind of (laughs) crazy, and it just looks like over one month, and it stays really like tight focus on those people. But that was pretty good. That and good. Yeah. And then um, yesterday I finished Vox, mm-hmm. which is a very buzzed about book that I did not like. Right. Yeah. I was talking about it this morning. It's like a, a dystopia uh, that takes place like in the very near future, almost like an alternate present where uh, the government has been taken over by like a dozen Christian fundamentalists who have taken all rights from women and installed these like Fitbit type of things on their wrists that count the number of words they say each day. And after they get to 100, it'll like shock them for every additional word with increasing voltages. Right. The world building and it just it just it was a real disappointment. Well, that's a shame because that that is an interesting it's line. a really yeah. interesting premise, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's read like a first draft, and like the <laughs> like the first half of the book, there was like a lot of exposition trying to convince you that this is something that could happen like in a year right. from like now, essentially. Right. And then it turns into kind of like this fast-paced medical thriller where every chapter is like two pages long, and you just rushing through it and then all these coincidences set it up for it to just be totally resolved at the end so it's it's the draft (laughs) that you turned into your teacher and the teacher wrote back you need to expand and it never got expanded right and then you're like it's fine (laughs) assignment's over just just turn it in well it felt like i mean the publishers pushed this book a lot because they're like oh it's super topical it's whatever um and i think we should get it done they wanted it out right 
and so it's available. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate because the premise really is interesting, mm-hmm. especially well. for those of us who say a hundred words before we even get out of bed. A <laughs> hundred <laughs> words is so few. It really is. Yeah, um, it's like two sentences. <laughs> I do run on particular run on. <laughs> Put a comma in it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you have anything on your upcoming reading list that you want to? Um, so, I just started like this morning. Um, I have lost my way, which is a YA book by Gail Foreman. So, we'll see how that goes. Right. I have high hopes for it. I do too. And I'm still trying to read the Children of Blood and Bones. It's on my to read list. That's on so. my list too. I actually had it out and then I had to return it because yeah. everyone everyone wants it. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I had to renew a hold today for it, and I was like, "Well, I'll never get that book. <laughs> It'll come back in six months." <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. So, and everybody knows that with your Longview Library card, you can get eBooks, mm-hmm. right? Right. If you don't know, you should talk to us and we'll tell you how. Happy to help. Happy to help. Oh, speaking of which, um, we're looking at introducing some new help at the library. And so we'll just start gearing you up for it now. Um, In the near future, looking at a kickoff for December 1, we're going to be offering kind of a book a librarian opportunity where you can set up an appointment one-on-one with a librarian to attack whatever is ailing you. Right. So if you need help listening to our podcast (laughs) or (laughs) if you need help downloading a book or if you need help doing research, Mm -hmm. you can get it one on one. And uh, we'll have more news on that as we get closer to a debut. So we wanted to um, introduce everybody to our reading challenge. It's called You Can. I have been um, leading this week. This is our third year to do a staff reading challenge um, that starts like the calendar year. And there's a list of 25 types or categories of books. And to finish the challenge, you have to read at least 24 in those categories. Um, this month was a little bit tricky, though, because year? there was, yeah, this year was a little tricky because you had the one where you had to read two. Yeah. <laughs> so there were actually 26. Unless you didn't read that one. Then we were 24. <laughs> sure. But then I also put like a Caldecott Award winner. That's true. That's and that's going to be a picture book. That's it gonna it take was like awesome. No time at all to read. <laughs> and I actually read this year's Caldecott Award winner at a staff meeting. And so for <laughs> all the people who were there, that was just like done for them. Right. <laughs> you should have said, just write it in right now. Right. <laughs> um, so at the beginning of this year, for the first time, we just kind of like opened it up and made it available for anybody to do it if they were interested. Mm-hmm. Those and all of our reading challenges are listed on Beanstack, which is a service that the library uses to run our reading challenges, including summer reading is like the big reason that we um, started using Beanstack. And that's available. You can just go to longviewlibrary.beanstack.org or you can just go to our website, longviewlibrary.org, and there's links there to Beanstack. Yeah, and you'll see it when you pull it up. It says uh, you can. Yeah, it's one of only two reading challenges going on right now. So it's right at the top, along with A Thousand Books Before Kindergarten, which is a great challenge for parents and kids from birth through before kindergarten. Before kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we actually just had yesterday um, a little girl come in who'd finished her A Thousand Books Before Kindergarten Yay. challenge and got the 
And Prize is a backpack full of school supplies so that now they're ready for kindergarten. Right. But as they reach different milestones, they earn different prizes in the programs, like book bags or a free book or girls. Right. It's really fun. It is fun. And it's fun for the parents, too. So do it. So, anyway. so um, Elizabeth's a bit of an overachiever and she bit. like plows through her reading challenge Jeez. right at the beginning of the year. She doesn't spread it out or <laughs> savor it. So she's been done since like mid-February. Right. I, I just need it off my to-do list. That's the problem. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, a slightly more than halfway there. Some of these I'm going to have to adjust. I have my list in front of me that I'm looking at the ones I finished, but also the ones I like penciled in that I'm going to read those. Right. And that like I was looking at this category that's a book that's been turned into a stage play or musical and I was like I'm going to read Alexander Hamilton and it's like an enormous <laughs> book uh, I probably will read you know that cat's book instead <laughs> it's just like some short poems right. about cats <laughs> They're good poems, right? Mm, it doesn't even them. matter at this point. Yes, right? though. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, but we were going to talk about um, one a, of them, one of our categories, mm-hmm. um, which is actually the last one on the list. You don't have to go in order. And this category is a book set in a country you'd like to visit but haven't yet. So it kind of gives you an idea of different categories types we have to. Mm-hmm. So what do you do, Elizabeth? Um, I, you know, this was um, a difficult one for me because I want to visit everywhere I haven't been. So narrowing down to one book was a little bit hard because I had to, uh, well, it was hard and easy because I wanted to um, make sure it was a country I did want to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wanted to make sure I was going to actually read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to start one. And this is what happened. So I'd, I'd like to visit India one day. Right. Uh-huh. So I started off with a book about India. And um, let's just say I didn't finish that book. <laughs> Because it was not for me. Even though it was in India, it just wasn't for me. So I ended up going with one called The Curious Charms of Arthur Pepper. And it's actually um, taking place in England. But he does travel to India. So I kind of got my hey. India in there too. So, <laughs> And did you know that when you started? Or no, no, I didn't. Hey. So it worked out really well. Yeah, I got to go to England and France and um, India. So that was awesome. So what's the book about? So the book is about a man named Arthur Pepper, and Arthur is um, newly widowed. Okay. And he's having a hard time adjusting. So how much like about Schmidt is this it's, book? It's similar in nature, but it's um, it's calmer. Okay. <laughs> it's not as frenetic. It's not as, you know, angry. <laughs> I just, I guess that's, that movie is probably based off of a book, right? It probably is. I never read that book but i love that movie <laughs> yeah and and um you could compare it a little bit but i think uh, the fact that he's recently widowed and now on his own to find his own way is probably where the similarities <laughs> end <laughs> yeah because um arthur ends up clearing out all of his wife's old stuff to take to their version of goodwill and finds a charm bracelet tucked away in one of her boots and he has never seen this charm bracelet before and he has no idea what it means or why it's all wrapped up nice and pretty inside of her Mm -hmm. hidden in her boot and so he gets all curious about what it is and decides he's going to track down where all of these charms came from and find out about her life before him oh yeah cool yeah so he ends up going all over the world because apparently this woman that he was married to for many many years had had a secret life that he never knew about (laughs) exactly so is it like a 
tear jerker? Did you cry? Um, no, it wasn't that. Do you cry? Um, whoa, you know the elegance of the hedgehog? Bald like okay. a baby. Oh my I gosh. Read yeah, read that one if you I want to I bought cry. a copy at the book sale because you recommended it. Oh my gosh. But it's hard when I buy a book. That just means I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it's not due, so... <laughs> it just sits there. <laughs> well, that's like all the light we have not seen. We cannot see. We cannot see, yeah. Actually did buy that book, and then I did read it because I went and saw the author speak you did. Oh. at um, University of Portland, so uh-huh. I kind of like a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought it uh-huh. at the book sale or off the dollar shelf at the library, and um, it's still sitting there pretty much right where it was when <laughs> I bought it. So I actually have a pile now because I also wanted to read uh, Martian. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that book, and I, I desperately read, want to read it. I listened to that one. Last last year, my brother and I went on an eclipse adventure, <laughs> and that's his favorite book. So we listened to it in the car. Oh, very fun. On the way there and on the way very home. Fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, I... I uh, that's been on my list for a very long time, and I thought, oh, here it is. And so I bought it, and, and it's still there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the Curious Charms of Arthur Pepper was really a cute story. Um, and the ending was interesting because it gave an opportunity for Arthur to grow as a person and to kind of get out of the rut, but also recognize that, um, you know, his life has been pretty darn good. So yeah. um, uh, celebrate everything, I guess, you know, ending. But that was that one. How about you? What did you read for that one? I read a collection of short stories called, I have it with me here in the studio, Mm -hmm. uh, Things We Lost in the Fire, um, and it's by Mariana Enriquez, and I actually borrowed this from Fort Vancouver, and then I told Chris uh, yesterday that I'd be talking about it on the podcast, so you should buy a copy for the library so people could borrow it. And also, I said (laughs) I thought you should read it. Right. It was really good. Um, So, um... This is a book out of Argentina. Um, I would love to go to Argentina. Yeah. So Argentina is on one of my top lists of places to go. I really would like to go to Australia, but I already read a lot of books that come out of Australia. Any of the Moriarty sisters. (laughs) Yeah, Moriarty's. Um, Melina Marquetta is like my, you know, I say my favorite, but I say that about a couple different people. (laughs) uh, Her books are amazing. All just the books that come out of Australia. Side note, they're always I haven't ever read one where I was like, this book's terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think maybe that's true about like foreign books that kind of make their way to the United States because there's a lot of gatekeepers between there. Oh and yeah, here. absolutely. Anyway, so I chose um Argentina there and I wanted to read um a book that like was published in Argentina and not just a book about like an American like going there or something. Um, and I wanted a contemporary one and they were not a ton of options for those. And this is kind of what I landed on. So this was published in 2017. So, but there, um, and I didn't know this until I'd read like a couple of stories into it. Um, horror stories, not like monsters necessarily, but terrifying mm-hmm. Things and it kind of, I'm sure on the jacket flap, it uses the word underbelly of Argentina. And I just really recommend it, especially if you like short stories, which I do. I do too. I enjoy them, especially if I'm in a reading rut, mm-hmm. because sometimes you don't want to take on a whole book, but a short story just fits right in. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then if you don't like the first story, skip it. <laughs> 
or just well, that's like down. that's like uh, um, we both read this one. It's the um, her, her body, body and yeah. other parties. That was an excellent short story book yeah. because you could just jump around and see where you wanted to go. But there were some very interesting <laughs> stories in there. So we're yeah, gonna read. For me, the most memorable story, there's the one where she goes, I guess there's two really memorable ones where uh-huh. she goes to like the retreat. Right. And it's just totally bizarre. Right. And then this other one, which is, it's it's just like a collection of <laughs> like synopsis of Law and Order SVU episodes. <laughs> and it starts just like regular and then they get absurd. And right. there's like, um, what is the main character from? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, anyway, she's yeah. got like this doppelganger. Right. Uh, yeah. And well, they all do. Yeah. They all end up with doppelgangers and you don't know. They don't know who's real and who's not. And, yeah. And it starts. I think she just carries that joke uh-huh. just long enough. Right. Because it's like, oh, it's kind of silly. And then it's like, what is happening? And then it's gone long enough that it's hilarious. Right. And then it's over. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Because if you had gone any further, it would go beyond hilarious. Yeah, start getting Jeez, tedious. Please, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but then so did Special Victim Unit. <laughs> and I think that's part of the joke. Like, oh, it's been 20 years. Right, exactly. Can we be done now? <laughs> so I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. Cool. So in addition to uh, books, we were talking about books that are made into movies. Yeah. And so what was the one that was coming up that made us think about this? There was something coming up. I can't remember what something it was. Something coming up? Or something recently. So um, Crazy Rich Asians came right. out recently. Right. And I haven't read that. The book is good. The movie is very good. It really cleaned up a lot of the book. I think they adapted it really well. I okay. think if they tried to keep more of the book in, the movie would have been a mess. Right. But it was right. So I think that was our line of conversation yeah. was, you know, if you really, really like a book, oh. do you go see the movie? Mm-hmm. And, and you don't. I don't. Yeah, if I really like a book, I want to keep in my head what I've made in my head. That makes sense. <laughs> right. I don't want you to tell me what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And I don't want you to ruin it. Yeah. Because if you ruin it, then so, I'm left with tattered I memories. I feel differently. <laughs> oh, we were talking about A Wrinkle in Time. And that's, that's what it was. Because that's, that's right. That's on, on this reading challenge yeah. list, it said, reread an old favorite. Yeah, and we both and happened both... to read A Wrinkle yeah. in Time. Yeah. Yeah, and I was saying I actually really loved the movie, The New one. one Time. I watched it with extremely low expectations, <laughs> and it made me cry like four oh, times. No. And they did change things. Like, they made it take place, like, now uh-huh. instead of in the 60s. Right. But I think they really kept, like, the themes mm-hmm. of, the, mo- or of the, the whole story, and mm-hmm. uh, it was good. It was good. Well, yeah, and, and so something that's like that, that's kind of a kid's story, uh-huh. I probably would go see. But that's... Uh, there were several movies that I just refused to go watch because the stories were just too good for me. And like The Time Traveler's Wife. I never I saw that movie. I do not want to see that movie. And Lovely Bones. I so, do not want to see that they're movie. They're making a new... They're re, uh, redoing... I think they're making Time Traveler's Wife. Like, um, and I they... I don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Netflix, maybe? Maybe. Um... Like a mini series. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That, that'll be curious to see how they pull that off. So anyway, my question for you. Oh, the Golden Compass. Oh, right. That's and the they, new one. Yeah, HBO yeah. is going to be right. airing that. I saw that. Yeah, I did read about that one. So for me, if I love a book, I will always see the movie. Wow. Sometimes. So I feel like the worst movie adaptation I've ever seen was The Spectacular Now, mm-hmm. which totally blew it. Um, I hated The Spectacular Now movie, but it... It almost made me love the book more. Okay. What do you do if a movie doesn't live up 
to your book's expectations. I just trash it. Trash it. All right. Tell everybody I know how bad it is. Like, I could talk about how much I hated the the Spectacular Now movie for hours. Yeah. (laughs) It's been been like five years. (laughs) I will never get over it. So I have another question that's book related. Okay. All right. So let's say um, you're starting a book. Great. And you're not getting into it. Mm-hmm. How much time do you give that book? And how many chances do you give that book? I will almost always finish. Wow. And then this is why maybe. So I um, majored in English right. literature in mm-hmm. college. And I feel like that really trained me to plow through. <laughs> read boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but there, that said, there are a few. Um, like I couldn't finish The Night Circus. Oh, like I, I did finish that one. Oh, I yeah. planned on it. And yeah. it sat... And, but I own a copy, so yeah. I didn't. So you could just leave it there. So I could just leave yeah. it there. Like, month after month, right. I finally put it back on the shelf. <laughs> it just was... Um, Not your thing. Uh, yeah. It was just like... It was hard. Boring. Mm-hmm. It was just like, if you like a book with tons of descriptions in it, yeah. and no character development or plot, right. that's the book it's, for you. Yeah, it's very interesting that it's got this kind of dark, under seedy kind of thing, and it goes nowhere. It does nothing. And <laughs> you're kind of left with this, What? well, what the heck just happened? Anyway, you didn't finish it, because no. you wouldn't know. So. so, But nothing happened. Nothing happened. I mean, they, they fall in love? Happen. Something does happen. I'm like halfway you through. You might finish it one day, so I'm not going to ruin I it for know. you. Yeah, I, I, I will not finish a book I can't get into and I have no shame in that. <laughs> I <laughs> but, don't really have shame. Yeah, I will give a book another try mm-hmm. and The Life of Pi is a, a good example for me because I have I had to try that book three times mm-hmm. because I read the first 50 pages and I was like, I don't care. And I would get... <laughs> And then I would read the first 50 pages again. And I'm like, I don't care. And then I got past the first 50 pages to the first 100. And I was like, oh, wait. Suddenly I, I care. care. <laughs> and I finished it. And it was a great story. So so that was one. I really loved that book. Never saw the movie. Life of Pi? Yeah. Never seen the movie. <laughs> it looks fine. The, the book was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. There are some books that I really, really, really like. And so... I don't know. I kind of like how I feel about them. I don't want you to tell me how you feel about them. <laughs> movie wise. I mean, you can tell me, but not movie guys. They can't right. tell me. Yeah. What else you got for me? Um, I did have another question um, about books. So if you are looking for a new book to read, mm-hmm. what do you look for? I am never looking for a new book to read. Uh <laughs> It's never like, oh, now what should I read? Because I always have like mountains of books to read. And it's kind of like, which one of these will I get to? Right. But wait, how'd they get on your pile? Oh, how do they end up on the pile? Okay. Buzz. I'm really a victim of buzz. (laughs) (laughs) If a publisher is like, read this book, it's going to be the one everyone's reading. I'm like, I'm reading it. Okay. Uh, It's on my pile. If Oprah's like, this book's great. I'm like, okay. Uh, (laughs) Oprah. Oprah. She's actually never let me down. (laughs) If someone else is like, oh, this book's so great. Or if I read a good review. Or there's like certain types of things that it's always going to be like, oh, that's a book for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I read a lot of book reviews. You do, yeah. And and you know, I I have a hard time finding the books that I want to read because I really do look at every single book and make a make a judgment call mm-hmm. before I put it in the pile, and and I won't read stuff I don't want to read. I also really like um, 
picking books for other people to read. Like Elizabeth's daughters, especially Matilda, is always really good at being like, hey, here I am. You can choose three books for me. Right. She doesn't always read them. No, she doesn't, but she'll take them. But she will always take them and consider them. Yeah, and and it's kind of nice too because it's like their own little reading service. Yeah. They just pop in and say, hey, Becky. And they they walk away with books. Axel's doing that now, though, too. So that's pretty awesome. I've had some home runs for him. It's nice to have kids that read. So, what are we doing next time? We'll be in two weeks, and... Um, I could probably talk a little bit about our upcoming presentation at the Washington Library Association for Small Business Mm -hmm. Building. You're going to be talking about small business. Yeah, we're doing a presentation with the Spokane Public Library, so it's going to be pretty awesome. And we're going to be getting close to Halloween. Oh my gosh, so we have so much to do with Halloween. I mean, we have a couple of great Halloween programs that will be happening at the library. We can talk about what we're going to wear. Oh, and we'll also invite everyone to participate in NaNoWriMo. Yeah. So more on that. Mm -hmm. Coming up. Right. All right. So are we going to wrap this up? Jacket it up? That's a book (laughs) book term. Yeah. Put that jacket yeah, back We're going to have to explain all these things as we <laughs> say them. It's probably not as effective. Check this episode into, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Mark this one overdue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Library. And Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian. And this has been Your Shelf. Or Mine. Studio time for your shelf or mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 1015 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.